0: Howdy my friends once again and welcome to the run of the mills podcast episode 115 of our second season as we go through the book of Matthew and one of the things I wanted to kind of point out uh, today uh, before we start is sometimes in the midst of these little short studies like this um, and, and maybe not just on short studies but anytime you focus in on a little portion of scripture as you're going through a larger portion. So as we go through Matthew and we look at one verse, one of the things that's easy to have happen is to forget, um, for, again, to forget the context of the verse, what the big picture is, and, and to lose that, especially when you go slow. And when I first was studying my Bible on my own, I had a Bible program on my computer and I could read verse and then I could click on the verse and then type some notes. And I got really excited about it because every time you typed on a verse and added notes, the verse letter, rather the verse number would turn green. And and it was exciting because I, I went through like Philippians or something and almost every verse was green by the time I was done. I was really excited about it. And so I started doing that for for um, different books in the Bible. And um, the problem was later on, I went back and read those things. And what I realized I was doing was I was reading like the verses um, one or two at a time. And I was doing what I've talked about before. You know, I was doing kind of that fortune cookie thing, pulling out a verse and talking about it or writing some thoughts about it. And some of the thoughts were very accurate. Some of the thoughts were just kind of springboardy thoughts where, you know, it, the, the verse reminds you of something else or bring, you know, bring something else to mind and, and would kind of type something about that. But oftentimes I, I just lost the context that of the thing I was reading and what I wrote was not accurate at all. So we want to be careful about that as we go through. And so that's one of the reasons I'm always reminding, uh, reminding you as we go through what the context is that we're talking about. And so again, we're in Matthew 10, Jesus is sending out his disciples slash apostles in, into uh, the re- or surrounding regions to pronounce the coming of the kingdom. And so he's warning them ahead of time. And this is the beautiful thing about Jesus is that Jesus warns us about stuff. You know, he warns us, uh, and he's warning them uh, about the things to come, about difficulties to come. And, you know, Jesus does this in the Bible. He warns us. He says things like, in this world, you will have tribulation. You know, that's a good warning to have. Um, And a lot of people miss the warnings, and that leads to all sorts of havoc in their lives. So, uh, let's back up here, and we'll read... uh, starting at verse 21, which we talked about in verse 22, which we talked about the last couple of days. He says, Now brother will deliver up brother to death, and a father his child, and children will rise up against parents and cause them to be put to death. And you will be hated by all for my sake, but he who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in this city, flee to another. For assuredly, I say to you, you will not have gone through the cities of Israel before the Son of Man comes. All right, so he he's been talking about this persecution that they will face, and when we get to the end here, we get to a really tricky little portion. So I want to talk about that in just a minute. But first of all, he's pointing out that you're going to be hated, and you're going to be hated for his namesake, right? It's um, you're being hated for uh, enduring, you know, uh, for proclaiming this message, this message of the kingdom. Uh, and I talked about that at length yesterday, about the problem that a lot of us have with uh, fearing rejection. And what Jesus is remo- reminding us here um, is that uh, that rejection might come. Um, and what he's going to talk about a little bit later on um, is kind of the reason why. Um, but before I get to that, he says this he says when you persecu- or when they persecute you in this city, flee to another, so he's not saying you know hey if people are if people are persecuting you there just stay there and be persecuted and die um That's not what he's telling them to do uh, if you face that persecution and that rejection, move on to the next city. you know you've got a job to do, your job is to spread this. you don't spread it necessarily um by being persecuted to the point of death, and so um Some people miss that. They think, well, if I go as a missionary to some tribe and that tribe rejects me, I've got to stay there. And if they kill me, I'll stay there. Uh, Well, maybe not, you know. (laughs) He says, uh, when they persecute you in this city, flee to another. He says, for assuredly, I say to you, you will not have gone through the cities of Israel before the Son of Man comes. Now, this is a tricky section because what does he mean by that? For surely I say to you, you shall not have gone through the cities of Israel before the Son of Man comes. So the question is, is he talking about this trip? Like he's sending them out and on this trip that they are doing right now, um, that they're not going to go through all of the cities of Israel before before Jesus comes. And so there's a lot to debate. What does that mean by him coming? Does that mean um before he comes on Palm Sunday i mean that's a view uh some people uh say that what he's talking about is before he comes in judgment on on Jerusalem um speaking of the roman destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD um, other people say that he's speaking uh of you know, not all the Jews in general will be saved before Jesus' second coming. So again, there's a lot of there's a lot of debate on this one, and uh, and again, we can really get hung up on that. And anytime we get to one of those things, uh, you know, I warn you over and over, because we'll get to these things, and I'll honestly say, like, I I don't really know which one the best answer is. Um, I I tend to to like the idea that he's saying, hey, you're not, we're not going to go through all of Israel before before the Son of Man comes like comes on a donkey marching into Jerusalem, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is you, comes in the name of the Lord. Um, But I could very well be wrong. And so here's the thing. When we come to those things that we don't understand, it's really easy to get hung up on them. It's really easy to get hung up on them. In fact, to the detriment of our walk with the Lord, because we get so hung up that we just dwell on it. And so what I would always encourage is to remember what you do know don't allow the one verse that trips you up that you don't understand to keep you from living your your life and walking your christian walk in light of all the things you do understand again don't let what you don't understand trump what you do understand so anyway verse 24 he says a disciple is not above his teacher nor a servant above his master it is enough for a disciple that he be like his teacher and a servant like his master. If they've called the master of the house, Beelzebub, how much more will they call those of his household? Therefore, okay, so uh, before I read the 20, verse 26, therefore, he's saying, hey, look, you're going to be rejected. But you know what? We, we look back and we go, yeah, Jesus was rejected, wasn't he? Yeah, um, rejected by his people, Um crucify him you know rejected by the jewish people at the nation as a whole rejected their messiah their coming king and he's pointing out this like hey if i'm rejected you're going to be rejected don't be surprised by it don't be caught off guard by caught off guard by it if they call the master of the house beelzebub you know if they're they're calling me like a demon you know, saying that I'm possessed, they're going to say the same kind of stuff of you. If Jesus was rejected, don't be surprised if you're rejected. He says, therefore, in light of that, don't fear them. For there is nothing covered that will not be revealed and nothing hidden that will not be made known. You know, this is the great thing about being on the side of the truth and on the side of God who wins in the end is that the truth will come out the lies told about you the truth will be made known whether it's in this life or in on the other side of eternity on the other side of you know um, on the other side of this life as we might say when, you know in heaven um one way or another you know he, he says don't fear them don't get hung up on them don't get hung up on those who are rejecting you and calling you names just remain hung up on Jesus Make Jesus your hang up, you know, be the, be the, let him be the one, the thing that drives your life, not the acceptance or the rejection of people and not even that acceptance or rejection of the message that you're carrying because far too often we take far too personally people's response to the message that is maybe not, we wouldn't say our message, um, you know, though Paul calls it his gospel, uh, but the message of Jesus Christ, the message of the one who sent us. You know, the, the messen- when we are the messengers and the message is rejected, they're not rejecting us. They're rejecting the messenger. And so don't take it personal. Don't build up hate and bitterness and anger and resentment toward those people, but continue to pray for them, that their hearts might be softened and that they might receive the truth. God bless you. We'll talk to you next time.